Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Femware the Podcast. I am Brianna Hansen, and I am happy that you're listening. I realized last episode I started, and I kind of was like, oh my gosh, we're getting right into it. And I didn't even, I don't know that I said hi. I think I said good morning. I said a lot of variations of morning. But I didn't say, hi, thank you for listening. I'm glad that you're listening. I appreciate it. If you subscribe, even better. If you've left a rating, oh my gosh, let's chat. But uh, if you're just here now, hi, welcome. Thank you for listening. This is Femoir, the podcast. And today, I want to talk about going through the motions. Okay, so for those of you, let's get into it because the coffee is kicking in. You know, I really try and go out of my way in these to remain a variation of myself. I don't want to say not myself, but a variation of myself that's a little calmer, that talks a little more slowly. I am a big fan of uh, the Jocko. Jocko, I've talked about him a lot. I talked about him in my Goo Goo for Gaga podcast. Uh, and he has a podcast and he talks. Part of what I love about him is he's so different than me in so many ways, except for the badass part. I mean, we're both big time muscly badasses. But uh, he talks so slowly and so methodically. And I love that. So I try and channel some of that, but I'll be honest, I the coffee is kicking in. So right now it is a bit of a challenge. Uh, but I want to talk about, <laughs> so if I'm going a little faster today, that's because I'm feeling it. I want to talk about going through the motions. That wasn't a hard cut. That was me literally going from this to this. I want to talk about what it is to go through the motions. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of yoga. I do a lot of yoga. I really like it. Uh, I probably talk about it a lot. I at least blog about it a lot. In case you go to briannahanson.com, you can check out not only show notes uh, to give you overviews of what you can expect from these podcasts, but also you can check out other blogs. I I have content there as well. Okay, so I love yoga. I am not going to go down the yoga path right now, but I'd be happy to talk yoga. Maybe I could go in in depth one day about it. Um, But I I currently belong to a yoga studio here in LA, but it is actually a national chain because I'm part of the problem, Um, (laughs) because I'm part of the corporate monster, partly because I travel a lot, and so I like the thought that I have access to my studio in other places around the world, around, well, I don't know if it's the world yet, but around the United States. Uh, But also because, uh, you know, it's, it's great. It's a little on the pricey side, um, especially for a corporate place, but part of that is convenience. There's a lot of classes all the time. And, um, and I've, I've gone in and out of having a membership there for various reasons. I've tried, you know, doing the, the work to pay less in your membership and all this stuff. And I've discovered that I am uh, just a better person when I belong to a yoga studio. And so it is the one I currently belong to. Okay. Having said all that, I I am loyal to the studio because I pay for it, but I'm not necessarily crazy loyal to particular teachers. Uh, I do have my favorites, but I find that pretty much anyone there is is pretty good, or so I thought. <laughs> um, I've been I've been to a lot of classes, a lot of yoga classes, and uh, and I've also experienced a lot of life performancey things. And the other day, I was in this class. And let me just say the class was fine. I didn't feel unsatisfied. And honestly, it's hot yoga. So like if the room is hot and if I stretch, I'm pretty satisfied. But I was with this teacher who I'd never taken before. 
And for a minute, I thought it was going to be a one-on-one because it was a rainy, really rainy and really early. And I was the only one in the studio for a minute. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a one-on-one lesson. This is going to be amazing. But then like three other people showed up. And so I was like, ah, boo. I go to a few studios. One of them has like no one in it ever. And the other has so many people you can't even breathe. Uh, so I was in the one that no one ever goes to. It's wonderful. Anyway, uh, I went, I took this teacher and I've had a, a lot of variations on teachers, but this was the first time that I was in a class <laughs> and I'm laughing because it, it was funny to me, uh, where I felt like the teacher was just going through the motions and I don't even want to say it like it was a pure negative thing, but it's like she was just saying the words that you needed to say without, and it wasn't even without, like it wasn't negative, it wasn't positive, it was completely neutral. And it was actually fascinating (laughs) because usually the type of teacher that you tend to get, even if they're newer or something, is almost overly enthusiastic because this is yoga we're talking about. And these are typically like corporate trained yoga teachers. And I don't mean trained for corporations. I mean like trained by a corporation. And that doesn't make them any better or any less, but it just means that they're like real gung-ho and they found this and this is probably the way that they could train that's like the least number of hours before they can start getting in front of people. They have a really good system at this place uh, for them that like, you know, you take the training at the system and then you're immediately in the system to teach there too. And so, you know, whatever. It's great. I don't know. I belong there for a couple of years. I love this place. But I usually take from teachers who are at least very present you know, like it's not like they they give the instruction with an intense amount of enthusiasm or passion, although some do, which is there was one guy who like sung the whole time. He's like, inhale, exhale. It was hilarious. I loved it. But uh, but I had – and then there are some who are kind of neutral in that they're just like, you know, go, telling you what to do, but there's not necessarily an intense intention behind it. But this was the first time I had heard a teacher, and it was fascinating to me because as a performer, you know, to have that much neutrality in your voice is is actually difficult because you have to have nothing coming into it, meaning you have to have no preconceived notion of whether you want to be there or you don't want to be there. I mean, you just, it, it was the most neutral <laughs> instruction I have ever received. It was just, I don't, I don't even know that I could redo it. Because neutral is very difficult. Like if I were redoing it, I'd be redoing it for the purposes of performing and entertaining you. So okay, that sounds fun. I'll try. Um, it was like, it was like inhale, exhale, and now downward facing dog. Inhale, get to the top of your mat. Exhale, breathe. Ananda Balasana, happy baby. Inhale. I mean, it just. I, <laughs> It was just, um, it was like if if a robot had been doing it, I don't even want to say that because I have heard, I take online classes where the people cannot see me and I've, I've done like yoga apps. I'm really into yoga, you guys. And the people who record the classes where you cannot see the teacher, or the teacher cannot see the students actively doing it and the apps, they have more enthusiasm behind them. It was so 
fascinating. It was fascinating. And it and it remained neutral the whole time. Like at no point throughout this hour-long class did she change anything, which also made me think like, I don't know the person behind the person giving the instruction right now. And not that I need to, there's no, you know, I don't know a lot of my teachers, many of whom I go to irregularly, but I don't, you know, I don't know if that's just how she talks and if I'm overanalyzing it or what. It wasn't even like it was like stoned because sometimes that can seem like neutral, whatever. It's, it was just, it was, it was so neutral. And so it made me think about, I I was kind of giggling in class and I was thinking to myself like, what? There was a great lesson to be learned from this because man, she was going through the motions, but it occurred to me because it's yoga and so it's transformative and it's spiritual and there's always a lesson and everything is matters and is important and is true and is right. Um, It occurred to me that there was such a great lesson to be learned from someone who goes through the motions because I think that without mindfulness, without actively thinking about not only what we want from the world, but how we want to approach the world, we are all going through the motions. Granted, we may or may not have the same kind of response to, you know, to make it completely neutral as what you, what I heard in this yoga class. Quick pause. Do you hear the rumbling behind me? I don't know if this mic is picking up on it. Again, I'm in my soundproof studio, but if you hear the rumbling, that's because the sky has opened on Los Angeles and uh, it is is pouring here when I am filming this. It is kind of crazy. Anyway, uh, we're safe and warm and the dogs are warm. Don't worry, guys, everyone. The dogs are fine. Of course they're fine. So anyway, it made me think about going through the motions. And it occurred to me that through a lot of my life, I do the same thing that this teacher is doing. I just go through the motions. I just do the thing to get it done. And and sometimes I do it with stuff I care about. Like I can't imagine that this teacher, even though she sounded completely neutral, and even though, man, I tell you what, I, I've been performing for a long time. I can feel people's performance, even though her performance came off as completely neutral. There... She has to love yoga, There's, or at least like yoga. She has to have some sort of positive association with yoga because that was an early class with very few people. And to think that she spent hours training just to try and get a spot to teach and showed up and was there, that there was no positive association in the slightest. I don't think, I don't. I don't know, but I don't think uh, beginning yoga teachers in Los Angeles, especially at this place, get paid very well. So, um, so it's not like she's doing it for the money. I mean, that, there's got to be love there. But I think in that moment, maybe. Now I'm going to project on her for a second. So I'm going to I'm going to pretend like I I know what happened. Uh, but I think maybe she just was going through the motions. She just was getting through it. And listen, we do that. I do that a lot, even with the things that I like. I do that in a lot of yoga classes. I'm there. I just, I just want to get through it. I just want to get it over with. I want to get my exercise in. But what usually happens to me in the process of especially yoga, which is why I do it, is at least at some point, I become present on my mat. I become grateful to be there. I become excited and I realize that like I needed this moment. And so I'm I'm present in my body again. And so I take that lesson that I learned from not being present into to being present to like apply it all throughout my life where I'm not present. I'm just going through the motions and then I am present. And 
you know, life is going to happen either way. And even if you go through the motions and you're doing it with things that are pattern-based and repetitive that you do all the time, I think that there's something to be said for just being present in that and and being mindful of the fact that the thing that you do all the time that maybe you your brain just automatically is like, yeah, we don't need to worry about this. We don't need to think about this because we know how to do this. Um, not that that's a bad thing because there's a whole thing about how our brains, our brains are chemically designed to make things easier in order to survive because once something becomes a habit, it's easier than it uses less brain function and so we don't have to you know, work on it as hard, which is why we can survive. But I think that there's something really cool about choosing to be present in that moment. That doesn't mean make it harder. That doesn't mean make the habit more difficult. You'll still know what you're doing you know, when you're doing the dishes or whatever, it's not like you're not going to be suddenly when you think about it and you become present in it, you're going to forget how to do the dishes. But I think that there's just something cool to, to showing up for that space and not going through the motions. So what I learned from this just totally neutral yoga class that I had a very positive reaction to because I was learning a lot and because I found it very entertaining (laughs) to take from someone who was so fascinatingly neutral. I think that you know, there was just something really cool. And I kind of made like a promise to myself throughout the rest of the day that I would be as present as possible. Part of the reason I love doing these podcasts that I, I hope you enjoy, I hope that there's some entertainment value to you or some inspiration or benefit that comes from these conversations. But part of the reason I love doing them is because I love feeling really, really present for this period of time that I'm recording these. Because if I were to just wander off and start rambling, you would know. You could tell that I'd, you know, and that's not to say that the ramble couldn't be present, which is why I'm like, you know, careful to be like, oh, well, you can ramble and still be present. <laughs> but if I were just to go on some detour or just be talking just to hear my own voice, which I do love the sound of it, right? It's a nice voice for radio. Um, but <laughs> if I were just to go off, then I would lose that sense of presence and and there's something really cool about taking the time. It's almost meditative to, to take the time and be like, what do I want to think about today? And really what comes up for me when I think about that? And so this particular day reminded, inspired, taught me the benefit of being truly present. Because going through the motions is so easy and it is so instinctual But it is, you know, if something's going to happen anyway, you might as well have a stake in it. (laughs) That's what made me so fascinated by the fact that this class remained neutral the entire hour. There was no real stake in it for her. (laughs) And, And maybe there was, and I completely misinterpreted it. It's totally possible. And it's not really important to me for the purposes of this lesson and this story. Uh, I don't care. I'm, I'll go back to her class because it's at a convenient time for me and nobody goes. <laughs> so I like it because I get to have a semi-private. But uh, it, it, I, it, the point is, <laughs> coffee, coffee, coffee. Oh, I love it. The point is, uh, it taught me something really, really great about uh, the fact that at no point Throughout this, did she get a stake? And I could feel that as a human. I could feel that there was a neutrality there. So I had to choose to make my own, which was totally fine. But there are probably times, I know there are times and places where I am just going through the motions, where I'm just trying to get the thing done. I have to-do lists out the wazoo, and I'm just trying to check off the things. I'm just trying to get them done, you know? And, uh, and I think that I have 
I have recently decided for reasons I may share in future podcasts that, that there just isn't, I mean, it's not like they're secret reasons. It's just, I'm not quite sure how to articulate them best yet. There just isn't a lot of benefit that comes from going through the motions on anything. In a relationship, I'm, I'm married now. Married? We've been together for a while. A few years. Years. Gosh, coming on past a few years now, which is cool. And there are people who have been, been together a really long time. And if you just go through the motions of being in a relationship, man, down that way lies madness, lies, lies uh, sadness, lies frustration. Because the second someone comes along and stimulates you, and not even just that, but the second anything comes along to stimulate you, good or bad, then suddenly you become present because it's different than the pattern. And then that thing becomes more interesting or more important than the, st- the thing that has, you know, the pattern that you've been in. For example, you know, obviously like an extramarital affair or something, that person becomes stimulating because they're different than the pattern because they make you present in yourself and interested. But if you choose to be present in your own relationship, then you can be stimulated and interested in the person you're with. Same is true for like if someone frustrates you, if something happens in a relationship that changes an element of it and it stimulates and it causes frustration, then you become present in that frustration and then you think that that frustration equals the relationship because you're present in it and you're more aware than you were when you were just going through the motions. I hope that made sense. But that's that's the that's the whole thing. Think about it today, friends. Are you going through the motions? I bet there's a way to find presence. If you're driving in your car, um, you can be aware. That's the other thing is you can be hyper aware and going through the motions. I am often going through the motions when driving. But I found that sometimes, especially when sitting in traffic (laughs) and you're just like trying to get through it, sometimes I'll, this is so cheesy, but I'm going to share it anyway. Sometimes I'll just like feel the, the, feel my car. My car's like, there's a nice soft leather that's been worn down from years of my hands. It's my car being, uh, using it. There's kind of a different shine to certain areas of the car. There's a there's music that I like to listen to that makes me super present. There are things to look around at, ways to breathe and, you know, be present. I guess that was, that sort of goes along with what last week's episode was, like the pause, you know, in that pause, you get, you become present. And so that keeps you from just going through the motions and just being reactive. Don't go through the motions, guys. If, if you have to go through the motions, because there are times where we just have to, if you have to, um, I think there's a, I will give a quick caveat, a little, a little side note. There could be times where you just force yourself to get out and do something that you know is good for you. And so you just make yourself go through the motions of like exercise or something. But I would say that eventually you'll reap benefits from that because you'll be in it and the, you know, endorphins will be running because you got you got a simulation happening and stuff. And so, you know, eventually you'll become present be like, oh, that was a good choice. So, you know, and there are times where it's it's like, you just have to, you know, go through the motions insofar as you're forcing yourself to do something that you know is good for you or that you've committed to or something. I would just argue that even if you have to go through the motions of that by becoming present in it, therefore not going through the motions because you're present, by becoming present in it, I think that you can find that there is something more interesting there, even if it's just becoming aware of your emotions as to why you had resistance to wanting to do that or why you're frustrated when doing it or whatever. Be present. Don't go through the motions, y'all. And especially 
consider not going through the motions if you are in front of people teaching a yoga class. <laughs> okay, uh, this has been fun. I am Brianna Hansen. I am so grateful you are listening. If you subscribe, I will uh, be even more grateful. And uh, if you leave a rating, boy, oh boy, the amount of gratitude that will be going your way will be overwhelming. Uh, yeah. But that's all. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.